Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson, and I'm joined with... Colton Jones. We're glad to have you back. Alrighty, so this week we're going to be covering Psalm 95, and it is titled, A Call to Praise and Obedience. So it starts off like this. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Cry out to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with a song of praise. Joyfully sing out our psalms. For the Lord is the great God, the great King over all the gods, whose hand holds the depths of the earth, who owns the tops of the mountains. The sea and the dry land belong to God, who made them, formed them by hand. Enter, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the sheep in his hands. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts, as at Meribah, as on the day of Massa in the desert, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen my works. Forty years I loathed that generation. I said that this people's hearts go astray. They do not know my ways. Therefore, I swore in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. So, Colton, what are your first thoughts? First thoughts are um, the word Massa or Meribah. I'm trying to remember because obviously I think those are, since they're referencing the desert, it's referencing Exodus. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to remember if that was referencing whenever... Um, Moses was at the rock and the Israelites were thirsting and God told him to speak to the rock and instead he hit the rock um, until it let water come out. Am I right there? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, I I don't know. That's Meribah or Massa. Not sure. I think Massa means testing. Uh, Check the footnotes here. Uh, Oh, Meribah literally meaning contention, the place where the Israelites quarreled with God, Massa, meaning testing. Okay. There you go. A win for the footnotes once again. Yes. What about you? Yeah, this psalm for me is like really connected with uh, the liturgy of the hours. It's one of the ones that is used quite often. I don't know. It just makes my heart sing a lot. Uh, Partly out of nostalgia, partly out of um, just what it is singing. Uh, just like right off the bat, come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord, cry out to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with song of praise, joyfully sing out our psalms. Right off the bat, just like just an overjoy of who God is and just singing of his deeds and singing of who he is. You know, there's there's something very beautiful here that makes my heart. I don't know, like joining in with the choir of angels and joining in with friends and family who are eager to worship the Lord, are eager to 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 sing out his praise increases my faith. You know, like that that for me is is an exciting thing. Honestly, I think it's largely just due to the fact that like the Lord is excited that his people are loving him. And it's kind of like watching the one that you love 
uh, open their present, like they're smiling, you're smiling, you know, like at Christmas or something like that, or at the birthday, you know, when you give them something that you're really excited, you thought about it a lot and you give that gift to them and they're so excited. They're, they're opening that thing. They're, they're excited about it. You know, it's like, it's kind of that same concept of like, because I am giving my gift of praise, which is right and just to God, he is smiling and looking with favor upon me. And because of that, I'm smiling, you know, like there's, there's a, a joy and an intimacy there that is lived out. Yeah, those 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 are my first thoughts with that one. My second thoughts would probably be uh, along the lines of that, like the title of this psalm is a call to praise and obedience. I'm I don't think in ancient times what was come let us sing joyfully to the Lord, cry out to the rock of our salvation. Uh, let us come and praise Him with a song of praise. So singing songs of praise. Mm-hmm. And also the acts of reverence. Verse six, enter, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. Right. Those weren't separate, like those those two right. actions. But today we see those two actions kind of being separated, which is weird. It is very weird. Like they, they shouldn't be. Um, On a scriptural basis, like, I, I don't know, like the the transition that I started making between like the the quiet piety and the the jumping and shouting piety like mm-hmm. i don't know is like for me it was like at one point in my life i was on one side of that spectrum judging the others and then at the other side of my part of my life i was you know judging the others yeah um so i've been on both sides of the spectrum and the more i started diving into scripture i was like i'm wrong <laughs> and it was funny because i would sometimes use scripture when I was on either side of the spectrum mm-hmm. of the quiet piety or the loud piety, I would use that to justify myself and use that to justify judging the others. Mm-hmm. It, it's just ironic. Yeah. Like God has this really beautiful way of holding two things that we perceive to be uh, incongruent, you know, mm-hmm. that don't quite line up with each other, like justice and mercy. Yep. We perceive that either someone is treated justly or they're given mercy, mm-hmm. which is to say that there is, like the judgment made was made in leniency, not in justice, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and the truth is that both are held perfectly in God. Same thing. Uh, he, he calls us to both show reverence and, well, actually, okay. Now the, the term reverence is actually probably not what we colloquial colloquially think it is but he he calls us to sing joyfully shouting with uh with shouts of praise and also to kneel down to bend down as you would imagine maybe a nice pious catholic person would do at at a at a latin mass we're singing joyfully and loudly may not necessarily be um common <laughs> yeah. to think of it in, in that sort of way so we tend to draw distinctions between things that are in themselves not really distinct from each other right. in, in god justice and mercy are the exact same thing mm-hmm. in god uh and in god reverence and uh i don't know I, I, okay i would call one reverence which would be the more contemplative form of prayer in praise which would be to be bowing and kneeling and uh contemplating whereas the other kind of reverence would be um praising and shouting and singing uh proclaiming maybe speaking in tongues as later we uh hear from paul Mm -hmm. as a form of edification in the spirit and we've separated those two things 
Yep. And I don't, I don't think we should have. Oh, we definitely shouldn't have. We've separated a lot of things. That I definitely don't think we should have, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just interesting because if you can continue down this, uh, this Psalm, it kind of makes a little bit more sense why we shouldn't have and, and why both things belong in him. For the Lord is the great, is the great God, the great King over all the gods whose hand holds the deaf depths of the earth mm-hmm. who owns the tops of the mountains and the sea and the dry land belong to god who made them formed them by his hand like he is doing fantastic amazing thing and it leads us to both sing sh- joyfully mm-hmm. but also bow and kneel before our king mm-hmm. because he is doing wonderful amazing majestic things that is pulling out beauty and goodness and yeah like that's just the appropriate response is just to like get excited right you know uh you see like there's i don't i've never been to the grand canyon but i have seen the rocky mountains a few times Mm -hmm. and there is this or or even just like any grand dangerous beautiful thing in nature there's this weird thing that happens within my heart and i don't know if you've ever experienced this where like i both want to just sit in quiet but shout for joy at the same time and yet I can do both at the same time within my heart. And it's, it is this crazy thing that can happen because I am just relating to God in, in this beautiful thing as king and as creator mm-hmm. and as beautiful. Yeah, I have experienced I've actually been to Glacier National Park, uh, which is in Montana. And man, a lot of beauty there. There are, mm-hmm. there are some fantastic vistas. And I've been to the Grand Canyon, but I was a bit young, so I want to go back Uh kind of in a different state of mind. I think I was like dragging my feet because it was like 116 degrees when I was there oh, and yeah. walked through the canyon. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I'm not having this right now, <laughs> especially when I was a kid. So having a different approach towards beauty mm-hmm. and grandeur, I think I would want to go back and experience those things. So man, I, it, there's this weird progression. And I think there's another Psalm that, that shows the similar progression where the initial response to the glory of God is praise, shouts of joy. Then you mm-hmm. recognize in uh, kind of take in the grandeur then it leads you to silence yep and towards uh that that kneeling and bowing and reverence and awe yeah. of of god it they're they're both different parts of the same action it's like this progression of movements and there's this other song that says let the faithful shout for joy and then take up the rest yep not the exact words but it says that and there's this sort of like you experience mm. you internalize then you contemplate what you experience. So if you're focused on contemplation over uh, reaction, then you've kind of missed part of it. There's this process where the the grandeur, the beauty, it hits you, you give your initial reaction and then you allow it to soak back in. Yeah. There's the, I don't know. I think that that might be a decent enough model for praise and reconciling what we see often happening is there, there are two sides of it. There are people who shout for joy, who have that uh, very external expression. Then you have the contemplatives who uh, enjoy sitting in silence. Neither is wrong, but both are better together. Yes. (laughs) It is really hard to, to, to come and bring them uh, both aspects. Right. And it, it doesn't help when we feel the need that if we like one more than the other, yeah. To and I, once again, this is like a weird thing that us as humans do that I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. But we feel the need that we need to justify that we like it more and that that one's better. Right. Like, okay, I, I have a preference. Okay. But whatever. Um, and, and that preference is going to change. I mean, like within my own life, this is like spent through like a lot of reflection. Like I already said, like there is at one point in my life that I spent a lot of time in silence. Mm-hmm. The Lord was doing a lot of stuff in my heart. 
but the the reality of it, of that is that he led me there mm-hmm. you know and then I'd say now I'm at more of a balance, but I would say the Lord has brought me more into a place of praise. I mean, I still am led into silence a lot, you know, especially during COVID, like the Lord has been leading me into that quite a bit, but (laughs) there's still a decent amount of like eruption of praise within my heart and within my mouth. Just, it just comes out, you know? Yeah. Uh, That being said, I think the next thing to follow that is, is super important because of that, like inclination that we feel the need to justify ourselves as this is like the better thing this line follows oh that today you would hear his voice and do not harden your hearts we don't we don't need to harden our hearts we don't need to prove ourselves to him we just need to hear him we just need to experience him and let him do his thing in us um we don't need we don't even need to to justify ourselves next to us. I mean, this is the crazy thing is that like the Lord wants us to be both in community, praising Him, but also in our, on our own praising Him. Like that 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 dichotomy of like like we need each other in worship, but we also need that time with just me and Him. And I think that either one like there's temptations to just harden our hearts of like for example, I uh, like being in community and like worshiping. Like I feel called to kneel right now, mm-hmm. but is the person next to me who is standing with their hands up going to judge me or I feel called to stand up and with my hands out. Yeah. Am I going to be judged because the person next to me is kneeling? You know, like that, that happens on both sides. Like that, that worry and concern of like, is my external response going to be judged by this person next to me? And then by myself, like the temptation is like, I don't need others for holiness. (laughs) I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm fine on my own. Like these people are wrong. You know, yeah. I can do it my way and I'll be fine. We're really quick to like pitch a tent and set up camp and defend our camp before like, God tells us to like rest. On it. Yeah. yeah. It's it a really weird aspect of it. I, okay. Going back to Bishop Barron, get a fanboy over this guy. He, he, he's very good at maintaining like a nice, like walking on the nice edge as you, as we kind of like talked about a little bit before to bring that, that image back, walking on the nice edge on this is not easy, but I think it's probably the most essential part of maintaining a healthy faith Mm -hmm. or healthy spiritual life, uh, is not falling to one side or the other, but maintaining that that balance uh, between it. He, Bishop Barron was talking about, he himself is not more of a charismatic in, in his spiritual style. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said when he was a seminary and he was about 20 years old or early 20s and someone invited him to a charismatic meeting and he recognized like the goodness of like these people uh, in this. But he's like, but it wasn't my thing. Like it it just wasn't uh, how uh, the, the spirit moved in him which has some merit to it. Uh, I would think that personality types has a huge part to this. Yeah. I have one of those weird personalities where I can go either contemplative or charismatic Mm -hmm. and yeah, it like it has more to do with my personal journey than it does with the environment. Mm -hmm. And what's really annoying is the Lord seems to always bring me to a place in my personal life where I want to be shouting for praise and joy when I'm in an environment where everybody else is silent. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. Right, right. And I, I, I kind of have a similar personality. I love I love contemplative. Like I love going on a silent retreat mm-hmm. at a monastery, but I also love uh you know things that we go through that we had at, uh when we were in encounter school. Very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh shouts for joy and all this stuff where 
common. So I think it's... Oh, come on. Huh? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they would say that during talk. Like, come on. Like, oh, come on. I would actually, uh, whenever someone interjected with things like that during a talk, I would tally it. And like, they, they gave us these handouts and stuff like that. Yep. And uh, one of the common sayings was so good. It's like people so good. would say so, so good. good. Or whenever the person is presenting their talk, they would just like say something and uh, maybe it wasn't in their notes, but if they feel like the Holy Spirit inspired them uh, to say something specifically and everyone in the crowd was like, oh, wow, that was a good one. That was a good that was a good line. It like drove home the point that they were making just yep. right. And they were like, wow, that was so good. And I would always mark it on the so paper. Good. So good. Uh, like we that. got like five so goods this this class. We're doing good. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, I would just like make work just for fun. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, Sorry. yeah. So personality types. I mentioned it in our last podcast, the Myers-Briggs thing. Um, feelers might be more inclined to uh, approach praising God with shouts of joy and things like that. Yep. Whereas thinkers might be more contemplative because that's how they actually interpret information primarily. Uh, but I think in any personality, uh, going where the spirit leads, whether that's to contemplation or praise, uh, is kind of essential feel free and challenge yourself to move between these modes of prayer and uh expression and contemplation if you tend towards more expressive praise challenge yourself like in a moment when you feel like the holy spirit is moving go from that praise uh, into that silence into that silence yeah. allow allow the holy spirit to do his work don't go from like all right i praise god that's done i'm gonna go on my phone watch some netflix watch some old star trek watch william shatner act poorly that's sort of an inside thing i showed him a video earlier of william shatner's <laughs> overacting um it's always great but uh and if you tend towards the more contemplative side uh maybe ask the Holy Spirit to help you uh, find ways to express the joys that you might be experiencing or the profound experiences that you might have, you know, uh, maybe verbally in prayer or in moments of praise where you're just mm -hmm. uh, give, giving back to God what you have received from him. Uh, challenge yourself to move uh, through those so you won't be... Uh, uh, won't be tempted to set up camp on either side and harden uh, your heart. Yeah. And harden yeah. your heart in that aspect. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, that's super important. I think the last thing that I really want to go through here is that the consequences of hardening our hearts, right? When we harden our hearts and we don't hear the voice of the Lord, what happens? Well, we test the Lord. Mm-hmm. And St. Paul talks about it, the fact that it's incredibly important not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is this is a part of it, is that like we need balance. As as Christians, we severely need balance in our lives. I mean, <laughs> God made the world in such a way that like it communicates that. Like we 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 need balance. Yeah. So what we don't want is we don't want our church to be loathed. And I, what I mean by, I don't mean just some branch of Christianity, some denomination of, of, of uh, Christianity to be loathed by God, but because I mean the, the Israelite people were his church, right? And he says, 40 years, I loathed that generation. I said, this people's hearts goes astray. They do not know my ways. So we need to be willing to work with God in his ways, not just in a moral like legal, legal sense, but like the full life that comes from living in Jesus Christ, the, the beauty that comes from that. We need to be open to God's expression blooming up within us, both an expressive and contemplative. And admittedly, both of these things are 
expressive. That we need to know God's ways. We need to be aware of the Holy Spirit working in our hearts and moving us to these different things. And the more we are going to be open to this, the more we're going to be open to real acts of charity in our lives. And the more we're open to these real acts of charity in our lives, the more evangelization, when I say evangelization, I don't mean like the scary thing of where you like, you need to go out and just like stand on a corner and with a big old sign and a soapbox. That's not the kind that that's, that's a hardened heart of like, I'm right. You're wrong. Change your ways. That we don't want that. Mm-hmm. No, we want the organic, the organic movement of the spirit. What like, both word and deed of love and truth and peace and justice moving forward so that all souls might find freedom, that all human lives realize their dignity as as beloved children of the Most High and that we see that reality played out even if their lives are different than ours. And that's, that's kind of where it gets a little messy. I mean, everything's not like nicely ironed out and we need to be okay with that. But we need to be, that. that's, that's, the importance of knowing God's ways, right? A word on uh, hardening your heart and stuff like that. I, uh, in personal experience, if like there have been moments that I've tempted, uh, been tempted, and have hardened my heart towards God, and I swiftly realized how bad of an idea that was, uh, even though I persisted stubbornly for several months because I am that way. Determining or or at least discerning of God's will relies both on our intellect, our head, and our heart. And if we cut one of those out of the equation, it's like they say, like you box with one arm tied behind your back, you're going to lose. It's going to be sort of an uphill battle because you're trying to uh, ascertain the will of God by only using one element of the faculties that he gave you in order to listen to him. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you lose one eye, you lose your depth perception. You're not able to judge how close or how far objects are from you. It's sort of the same way. If you harden your heart, you're not uh, receptive and open to what God is speaking to you. So you can't discern what God is speaking to your mind uh, by testing it with what you hear him speaking to you in your heart and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people tend to... uh, this is this is also an aspect that isn't uh, talked about much about hardening your mind towards God. Like if you're set, you know, um, in your ways, sort of in your mind, like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe there's a particular thing that you're believing. Or- well, I've, I've definitely had experiences where um, I thought kind of low of myself. Like I uh-huh. I made a mistake yeah. along the way. Um, and this is kind of something the Lord's working in me pretty recently. Like now. Um, of I make a mistake and like I get really down on myself mm-hmm. like I start feeling these feelings and the, thinking these thoughts and like the nice part that of of God like joining my heart and mind is that like when he does start moving me it's a lot easier for me to like enter into contemplation and praise but the, the negative part is that like once I start like allowing one aspect of my being to start believing lies or um to start feeling feelings of like i don't mean in a mindfulness way like where i like okay i feel sad or i feel mad i i acknowledge that i accept that i'm talking about like the brooding like the Mm -hmm. i'm feeling it and i'm just like not letting it go i'm not like yeah um yeah so the negative part about that is that both my mind and my heart become hardened Mm -hmm. 
Um, so for an example, I uh, recently, I, I caused, um, a little in-home accident, uh, and it cost us a little bit of money. Um, I was mowing the lawn and a rock went through two car windows. Yeah. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like kind of an expensive little fix. I was pissed at myself to say the least. Um, and I let my, that whole day after that, my heart and my mind were just hardened. Like I would not listen to either my wife or the Lord telling me like everything is okay. Yeah. That whole day. Like, and I did that in the morning. Mm-hmm. The whole day was shot. Oh yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> um, and if I just was like, I acknowledge this, I'm looking at the reality of like, I feel this and it is okay to feel this and we're going to move on. Like, my day would have been a lot better later on, but I just held on to it. You know, mm-hmm. I let my, I let, like, I hardened my heart because defensiveness kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and so I grieved both my wife and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, and just like kind of like watching the, the damage that caused in relationship, both with God and her. Um, I mean, obviously, like both of both God and my wife are very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Both of them are very loving. And after the day I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Everything's fine. You know, but even still like there's, there's a level of like, I felt that hardening and there's a part of me that almost enjoyed it because like it was the bad form of justice, mm. you know, of like, uh, it, it makes no sense to say it out loud, but almost like the sense of like, I made a mistake. I'm mad at myself and I'm going to hold that against you for like, like looking at this issue that I just made, mm. you know, it doesn't really make that much sense, I guess. But like that acknowledgement of like, I'm seen in my mistake and I'm pissed about it. I'm mad about it. And I'm going to harden my heart as a defensiveness because everyone else holds that against me, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, and just assuming the worst. So the, the reality is that God didn't hold that against me. My wife didn't hold that against me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a thing that we took care of more cheaply than we thought it would cost and everything turned out fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's why we have an emergency fund. Hashtag Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, so any final thoughts to reiterate all that today you would hear his voice do not harden your hearts i think that's that's the thing that we need to be taking away and in fact you know what that's that's uh, my challenge for you is uh today do not harden your hearts um when you hear the voice of the lord saying i love you and you are good do not harden your heart against that do not just assume that he is um, that you're just hearing that or just thinking that yourself, but it is truly his voice. When somebody else says that to you, acknowledge the fact that it is the Holy Spirit reaching out through them to you because we are community and we are in need of other people. This isn't just fluffy blow off stuff, but take, take the movements of the Holy Spirit seriously and acknowledge that he loves you and that this is important and we should not harden our hearts against this. Um, so that's my challenge for you this week. And uh, we are looking forward to seeing you next week. Just as a reminder, 
we are on uh, Facebook and Instagram under an open heaven. So you should check us out. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there. And next week, listening to the podcast again. Have a wonderful day and God bless. Bye.